0: Neil, you know what? I hit the record button. No preparation. (laughs) Okay. Let's get straight to it. So Neil is today's guest on the podcast. We were just discussing whether we had any plans for tonight and it turned out we didn't. So we decided to get together and record another episode.
1: I thought we were deciding to drink beer.
0: Well, this too. So cheers. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How did you like the gathering last week?
1: The gathering was incredible um i think as uh as i've seen a lot of these happen before so it was you know and seeing them from the outside and just being incredibly jealous of everyone getting to go to where did you see them uh i think i saw them on your videos that you did oh thank you <laughs> but i didn't read that <laughs> i just asked in general Timo's just fishing for compliments oh yeah <laughs> uh no i think like yeah i'd seen them i'd seen you and and the teams going to these incredible locations and you know one part of it was like oh wow there's this company that just takes everyone to these places but also it was the, the locations that were really cool so yeah, yeah the was...
0: location was great the weather was great too mm-hmm. and the mountains and uh, what else the food was also not, not bad the food was incredible not bad, yeah and um but i think the weather in scotland totally different though <laughs> <is> uh, <laughs>
1: i don't know I, mean, I don't know i think it was actually it was raining actually yeah I think yeah i, I think time. i think i got some videos is it, is it
0: colder at this time so it it's a big difference in in the weather
1: no uh i mean overall yeah of course overall yeah but uh, i mean I there's mean, this there's this misconception that it rains all the time in scotland and maybe i can let you into a bit of a secret in that like we we make it up in scotland we, we tell <laughs> people we tell people that it rains all the time just so that yeah just so, so don't they come. don't come yes yeah. <laughs> exactly. we, we can keep it to ourselves
0: yeah it makes sense so less tourists more fun more, <laughs> more nature exactly yeah and uh did you grow up in scotland or somewhere else
1: uh yeah so done a bit of a circuit from born in edinburgh went over to the west coast and um, grew up there kind of around um near, well near glasgow just outside but um beautiful sea locks canoeing like it was great there um, and then kind of went up to Aberdeen um, went to university there first job in design and then moved down to Edinburgh about eight years ago so a bit of a full circuit
0: so cool uh, what did you study
1: um, I studied a course called design for digital multimedia
0: so you basically straight away started with design
1: uh, yeah. So I went to college first and did an HND in graphic design. Yeah. Um, which back then it was like, you know, you were making packages with crayons. Like it was, There's no computers. Of course there was. Uh, but I loved that. I loved like the more kind of hands on, like I was, you know, making package design we oh, doing so caricatures. School. Uh, learning illustration um learning just the basics letra set <laughs> i'm really aging myself yeah no um, it's
0: it can't be that old
1: <laughs> no. but uh, and then i think halfway through that course they started a new course which is hnd graphic com- or computer graphic design um some people went onto that course i decided not to because i couldn't be bothered doing 3 years so Just did the two and then went to university, did design for digital multimedia, which I think also ages me because that sounds... Digital multimedia. Exactly, multimedia. But that was a really cool course because it was sort of um, trying to bridge the gap between design and programming. So we learned some programming, did some computer game design. Um, My final year project was uh, like did a 3D animation, well, 3D game, animated a horse and you could like ride around this like amazing landscape that was based on the movie hero Aww. so it was like really atmospheric leaves flying around different colors oh, like, this it, is what like,
0: midjourney journey does now <laughs> yeah basically um but it
1: was good because it gave you a taste of like web design web development some coding um so that you could actually sort of you know you could you could design but then you could actually do something with it so it yeah. was a really practical course
0: yeah. Did you start working as a designer or did you do something else, like a real job, not not something like
1: Um, I mean before that, I mean, so yeah, before that I worked in a skate shop for like two years.
0: Oh, this <laughs> Which sounds was, actually really cool, like a real job. Yeah,
1: that was this was my dream job was to work in a skate shop. So it was a skate surf snow shop in Aberdeen. Um and yeah, it was it was super fun. Um it was great because I just got to like hang out, talk skateboarding all the time. Um Get a on skate, snowboard gear. But that was super fun. But I kind of at some point just figured probably not going to do this forever.
0: Uh, kind of makes sense. Yeah. I mean, you you need to grow up at some point. No? <laughs> yeah.
1: It was good fun. But then after I went to university, then after that, um, did a bit of freelance work and then just kind of got my first studio job, um, just kind of working kind of as the digital guy in yeah. a studio, I don't think. A computer guy. Yeah. I don't think the people that sort of ran the company quite knew what I did, (laughs) but basically just like, you know, it was anything from identity design to web design, um, and a bit of development, um, working alongside Mr. Chris Zay, shout out to Z. Um, and yeah, it was good fun. I learned learned a lot there. Um, but yeah, I think I, I got like, I got a bit antsy. I'd been in Aberdeen for a long time and I wanted to see what else there was and got offered an opportunity to go down to Edinburgh and work for a mobile agency Mm -hmm. down there. Learned a hell of a lot down there so it was great
0: cool when did your love to cycling started
1: cycling that's an interesting one so i always kind of considered with skateboarding like i kind of considered myself more of a mountain biker so I always had a mountain bike didn't really do that much mountain biking um and then when i moved down to edinburgh um i still just had the mountain bike i had a goal of trying to cycle how old
0: were you at this time how
1: old oh, come on now
0: oh, I, come on <laughs> <dude>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can tell me. <laughs> this was this was eight years ago. Oh,
0: okay. So kind of old.
1: <laughs> kind of old. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like I I got to it late. Like I'm not one of these people that, you know, there's plenty of my friends have got stories of, you know, or photographs of them super young, BMXing, like grew up
0: grew up cycling.
1: Like I mean, yeah, sure, like had a bike had and a bike. like any kid, and we yeah. kind of like cycled around, but I never really got into it super heavily. It was only about eight years ago when I moved just outside Edinburgh and kind of had this goal of commuting into mm-hmm. into work. So got a bike to work scheme, road bike, had no idea how the gears worked. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd only used mountain bike gearing, had no idea how drop shifter gears worked. Yeah. The guy in the shop had to show yeah. me um i think at one point he said oh yeah this is uh this is a cyclocross kind of specific gear set and i was like oh yeah yeah of yeah. course yeah of course yeah i, course. Yeah, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about yeah <laughs> i was like well, that sounds cool but i don't have a clue what you mean yeah um but yeah i just had this kind of goal of like cycling into work and it was like 20 kilometers away oh it's actually um,
0: far away wow and did I you just cycle like every day
1: uh well i mean i didn't even cycle in straight okay. away like i the first time i did it i had a i just cycled to the train station which was like two kilometers away okay because i was too scared to cycle the whole way in yeah makes sense um, then i think i cycled to the tram which was like maybe five kilometers away yeah um, and i just built it up and then like one day cycled the whole way into work and thought Yeah did you like it yeah it was amazing but i had like I had a backpack full of tools full of like a jacket like, <laughs> it, like i had i had a backpack full of like for any eventuality because i was just kind of so scared and didn't know what i was doing oh and cool so like yeah i kind of i really kind of fell in love after getting that bike and kind of riding and riding with a lot of my friends in edinburgh like really kind of got into just the exploration of it and yeah. being able to sort of increase the circle around your house and just be like yeah. oh i can go five kilometers i can go 10
0: i can yeah. go 15 and like the places around supposed to be really nice and like from the nature point of view right
1: yeah yeah super yeah. good there's so many great places you can get and to. is it
0: hilly around too
1: uh yeah i mean there's there's certainly there's there's hills um but it, it's it's quite flat in places as well, so okay, um, you can just pick or choose really.
0: Yeah. When was the moment when you bought this second bike? You probably got one <laughs> mm, second
1: bike. So I had, uh, I guess, so I had the I had this kind of commuter that I had that I was kind of using to go into get into Edinburgh, and then one of my friends, uh, John, he was doing lots of cyclocross yeah um and I'd seen him do like a kind of season of this, and kind of looked super fun. I'd never actually been to a race and then he he asked if I could come and uh do the pits for him, so he had two bikes, yeah and he wanted me to come and um, help him like hand his bike to him so he could like get around faster and I thought, yeah, that sounds boring. I'll just buy a bike instead and just race it <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> so yeah, instead yeah, of yeah. actually helping him yeah. out sorry John yeah. um instead of actually helping him. I just bought a cyclocross bike, entered the race myself, having never been to a cyclocross race before. Even was it my first watch race? One. Yeah. Yeah, my first oh, race. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't even watched one before in person. Okay, okay. <laughs> but I thought it sounded cool. I'd watched a few races on TV and um, I just thought this would be a fun thing to do.
0: So you started racing.
1: Yeah, yeah, I started racing. Um it was super cool. I mean racing. Like I was I was there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was super cool, like the the Scottish cyclocross scene is is really, really welcoming um like everyone is just there to like everyone has their own goal and it might be like people that have gone there to like you know win or place in the top on the podium or top 10 yeah but there's also plenty of people that are just like they're battling for like 40th place like as hard as anyone else yeah and it's it's actually
0: so really cool because you don't even know uh who is put in more effort, the person who, who gets the first place or p- people who really do it for the first time and battle for the 40th place. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, it's, it deserves a lot of respect too.
1: Mm-hmm. But it's super fun. Like you see all these little races, like within the races kind of mm-hmm. forming up and like, you know, these people will be yeah. hammering as hard as possible to get 40th because they know there's this one guy they're always battling. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the race and, and everyone's cheering for you. You know, it's... Really, yeah, it feels
0: good. Yeah. It's, it's a really, really welcoming
1: kind of scene and I met a lot of really cool people through through racing.
0: How many of those races did you do?
1: Um, I honestly can't remember. I think um a bunch. I at least did it like pretty solidly for three or four years. Oh, okay. Um so there was the there's a the Scottish series and then the Super Quake, like a kind of secondary series, which is really cool. The Superquake is great because they don't have um they just have two races and it just depends on your times. So you could be racing like the over 40s, the women will be in that race. Like everyone's battling because they're kind of the same, yeah. same similar. Yeah. So it'll be an A race and a B race. And they'll just, everyone's just kind of battling as hard as possible.
0: Okay. Sounds really cool, actually. Sounds really cool. And it seems like your biggest, the most challenging adventure you've done recently was Transcontinental Race. No? Uh,
1: yeah, certainly. So I've done that twice. I did that in 2019 for the first time. And then um, there was a bit of a gap um it got sort of canceled a few times with covid i'd entered it for 2020 but then it got delayed until 2022 okay um so i ended up doing it twice and
0: second one was 2022
1: yeah okay
0: twice did you finish both times oh
1: yes i did I, so i finished basically 40th in both races <laughs> didn't, <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't, didn't manage this is to, where
0: you get the stuff from <laughs> didn't,
1: didn't manage to uh yeah solid mid-pack rider oh i
0: mean man you finished both of them it's 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 amazing it's really cool so let's talk about it more how did you decide like i mean transcontinental race uh what is that first of
1: all uh so the transcontinental race is a 4000 kilometer i guess bike packing race across europe so Um, it's
0: self-supported self-supported you you do just everything on your own nobody else can help you 100%
1: 100% so yeah you can only buy things from like commercial premises mm-hmm. um you can't stop at like a friend's house if you happen to be riding past yeah. or anything like that so um yeah it's uh, you're basically on your own you have to solve every problem yourself you have to buy things yourself um you've got what you've got on the bike and um, the decisions you've made early on and like your sleep kit and everything like you have yeah. to sort of stick yeah. with those decisions um, or
0: also what's interesting there is now um route for it so you need to plan your own and basically yeah. the way you plan it can define a lot of things whether you are successful or not yeah certainly
1: yes yeah, it's, it's, it's a huge part of it that people maybe don't see is that the people racing the transcontinental have probably spent three or four months like you know scrolled away at home like they've been training as well but like every evening they've probably also been like tracing routes across europe yeah they've been like going through all the different sort of routing systems or google maps or anything just to try and get just to try and figure out what route they want to kind of use the
0: same or did you steal some from somebody
1: (laughs) No, no no 100% so i mean that's that's a part of it as well like you you know you're expected to make your own route yeah um you know it's i guess it's sort of on the honor system but you know like it's it's your route and i think that if you like you could probably find a route like you could maybe search around but you know it's almost almost like if you if you then ride that route and there's a mistake on that route or yeah. or it's bad routing, you want to make sure that it's, everything's fine yeah there's one thing where like you've done it yourself and you've yeah. put yourself yeah. on yeah. like a yeah. terrible road or whatever yeah. but if you've taken a route from somewhere yeah. else and it's terrible then it's even yeah. worse
0: and i mean it's also part of experience too like plan mm-hmm. it properly yeah and it's kind of fun too to exactly do no nice.
1: i found it incredible like because i was using um street view a lot to sort of look at the yeah. look at the roads and everything yeah. and you almost get a bit of deja vu when you're actually there you go oh actually oh, i've, I've, seen, actually, it I've, I've seen this before yeah i know like,
0: that <laughs> yeah i know <love> the feeling <laughs> it's kind of really cool and uh i mean it's a fucking hard race and you did a couple of second cross races before and how mm-hmm. did you decide like i want to do something like that
1: so i think like i can pin a lot of stuff down to a moment in time i was i was lucky enough to do um to get invited by kamut okay and um, to go to a a sort of this like pioneer weekend mm-hmm. um and this was a kind of a weekend where like four people got invited to kind of go to this nice house and ride routes around scotland and make a video and it was it was really cool weekend but there was there was a few people at that um at that weekend that had raced the transcontinental before so okay so um, that inspired you yeah exactly so amazing. there was there was a time when we were just kind of sitting around having dinner at the table and everyone was telling stories and it just seemed like the most incredible adventure oh my god and i just thought like there was all there's just these amazing stories and i thought i'd I want to have some of these stories like I want to have this adventure I want to be able to look back and see I did something you know
0: and I guess you don't have any regrets about it no
1: oh, <laughs> <laughs> no no at all I mean it was it was incredible it was, it's something I look back on um and sort of yeah really kind of pleased that I managed to to do what I did um but yeah it was a it was a hard kind of graft getting there like getting kind of prepared and
0: let's talk about preparation sure so how uh you need a bike need a bike bags
1: yeah i mean like i think so i did i probably did the classic thing of you know putting myself in a bit of a financial hole and buying lots of stuff you don't have to do that you know you can you can kind of take what you've got yeah which i think is important for people to know but i sort of i wanted to i thought this was the only time i was ever going to do it i thought i need to give myself every opportunity to to succeed yeah um, lucky enough that one of my friends uh jim cameron um has got a a, a company where he's kind of designing uh, titanium frames um so cool and managed to get you know a decent price on a new frame so a really really nice uh, Albanach um tie frame set that's a super comfy bike managed to build that up so i bought i built a built up a bike specific for for the transcontinental
0: what is specific about transcontinental Um, bikes comfy 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 and it has to be (laughs) road
1: i guess um so this this bike was kind of almost 50 50 like it's more maybe kind of road geometry but it's got big clearance so you can put big tires on it slightly more relaxed um so it can still handle kind of going off road um lots of lots of places to add bags it's titanium so you can strap anything to it yeah, and it's not going to yeah, destroy yeah. the paintwork. um but yeah just something like i always say to people comfort beats fitness yeah, to on be something waterproof. like this you know you need to be able to be comfortable and sitting on the bike for a long period of time so yeah. um you know getting a, i got a bike fit and we did a bit of a frame kind of finding session to find the geometry and then we used that to to build up the frame okay um but you don't have to go to this extreme like you can you can i mean
0: it, you you kind of i mean depends on what you want of course but uh, if you want really comfort you you i would expect for this kind of race you put do some bike fitting at least and uh, just to make sure that it's yeah. more comfortable enough for you
1: i think it's wise i think if you don't do a kind of anything like that then you know you're putting yourself at a bit of a disadvantage you're going to sit on that bike for 16 hours a day like
0: 16 hours a day you
1: need to be comfortable while you're doing that
0: yeah and also i mean you can even like get some injuries after i know that so many people have uh i don't know knee pain and stuff like that after several days how many days does it take in uh you know in general for for a person
1: i mean in general people are going to be out there for two weeks two weeks pretty much
0: like two weeks 16 hours a day non-stop pushing just to finish it it's not even about like being first
1: (laughs) yeah exactly i mean yeah that's that's just to finish you know that's just to make the party yeah Um, yeah so it's it's a hard shift but I think there's a lot more to it than than the bike I mean I I broke down a lot of the things I was worried about um so all the things I thought that kind of I just didn't know how to do or I was worried about with the race I just kind of broke them down into sort of specific sections and kind of worked on each of them individually for example um well for example I'd never cycled over 200 miles in, in one so you know planned a day took the train down to manchester cycled home just to make sure that you can do it just to yeah just to make sure i could do that on a new bike i guess uh no that was my older bike um but it was the same kind of geometry as there's the the new bike coming so i actually (laughs) actually only finished building up my new bike a week before okay i had to break it all down um but i think there was other things like um you know i'd never. I'd never done multi-day, I'd never done kind of back to back. Yeah. So I did a trip um um from basically from the bottom of Scotland to the top. It took us about seven days. Okay. rode that with, with Jim Cameron again. That was okay. a, that was really good. But that was a good kind of way just to like do back to back days. We yeah. weren't doing like massive days, um, but it was more about the back to back, um, like getting up the next day again, riding, next day again, riding, sleeping in a hedge yeah um but he knew the 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 route really well like it's the route called the fault line trail and he kind of put this route together um so he kind of knew where all the stop points and everything were so i kind of like i didn't have to worry about the route so much i just worried about the riding Mm -hmm. um and there was other days where i just was like right I'm i'm a bit worried about not knowing where i'm gonna sleep tonight so i just did started a ride at 8 p.m and just rode off and was like right i know i'm gonna i know this is my end point and i know i'm not gonna cycle this all tonight I'm going to have to sleep somewhere. So I've got a bivy bag. I'm just going to have to find somewhere to stop. Um, and that kind of just like helps get get over like all these little things. You yeah. can just kind of, if, that, was, that was really helpful for me just to kind of break down like what are all the things I'm worried about, tackle each one individually, and then just think, well, I can stitch them all together, with the yeah, TCR, and totally, just yeah. go for it.
0: Yeah, I think what's the most specific, the most beautiful about such adventurous events is that basically when you do it, you are focused on two main things. It's how to accept riding bikes, of course, is uh, how to find a uh, place to eat or like how to find food and how to find the place to sleep. Uh-huh. And uh, let's talk about sleep. Uh, how did you sleep? Where did you Did you decide to do it like BV, wild camping or hotels?
1: yeah so i just took a a bivy bag sleeping bag okay. mat, you know i um but i did i did kind of maybe 50 50 with uh with sleeping outside and getting hotels um, so you
0: decided to do both of them which kind of wise i guess
1: decided maybe isn't the right word i think i had to um okay like i started off bivying and then the rains came managed to get a hotel yeah and then the pains came yeah. <laughs> so various various things happened yeah. that meant I just I needed to get indoors and be able to sleep in a bed yeah um I just knew I wasn't gonna be able to keep uh keep going if I was just sleeping outside and not being able to wash properly okay like hygiene's a massive thing like yeah, if you're not keeping everything clean like things can things can go wrong <laughs>
0: yeah
1: um so yeah I think but then, like, there's sometimes where you're just riding through the night, and you've got enough food, you've got enough power, like you know, for for your devices, you can just keep going, and yeah. you know, you don't, you like everything feels good, and then just think, well, I can grab like two hours in this bus stop, and like, like you're so sleepy, you don't even you just need, sleep in yeah, random place. You don't even uh, need to put your yeah like um your mat up. You just climb into a bag and sleep on a concrete floor, yeah. and you just fall asleep.
0: Yeah, what's Probably easier for sleeping outside is that you kind of wake up easier <laughs> when you are in a cozy place. It's uh, usually it's already hard to wake up and oh, yeah. start start the new day. Uh-huh. But I mean, you kind of need also shower. Shower is yeah, boring. for sure.
1: I mean, the thing with like with hotels, they're a massive time suck. So yeah. if you really care about your time, yeah, you know, like you can be you can be quick if you're just sleeping in a in a bus shelter. Like you're you're up and out. You just smash some food in as you're packing your bags and everything, and you can just go. But like with a hotel, you've got to check in. They might put your try and put your bike somewhere. You know, you want to try and get breakfast, and you can't get breakfast till seven a.m. or something. And then they might, yeah. you know, they might have taken your passport. You know, never give over your passport. If, you know, <laughs> always take photocopies yeah, or absolutely. something. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But they can just be all these little things that sort of it ends up. And I think there's also, you kind of, there's this mental thing that if you get a hotel, almost the clock stops in your head a little bit, you kind of go, ah, I'm at this hotel, it's lovely. Yeah, and I'll it's just, so lovely, it's I'll so just beautiful. relax, and you yeah. just, like, the time's just tick, tick,
0: tick, yeah. tick, tick. I think, like, overall my experience of doing long uh, bike rides, it's not about being fast like physically fast, but it's about making less stops. And it also Mm -hmm. means not making stops in between when you ride, which means if you want to get some food and you get it on bikes, usually like people, sometimes they just stop and get some food, but then it takes so much time because your brain is like, oh, I'm so tired. I wanna take this time to to get some rest. And instead of just getting a bar real quick and continue riding, you just find another excuse to, to stop for longer and same for water same for taking pictures same for everything else and this is where you understand oh my god it's so much it took so much time and uh same for hotels also when you when you sleep outside you just uh, sleep on any random place then just continue riding you don't undress you you stay in the same clothes and everything else and in hotels it kind of comfortable it's way too comfortable maybe for you, you know
1: yeah, I don't recommend sleeping in your second clothes. It's <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a good way to saddle sore town. Yeah, um, totally. I, yeah, but yeah, it's like, I think w- with all this stuff, it's sort of minimizing your stoppage time or or faff time, as yeah. I call it. It's like, you know, you you, know, you want to go in to a shop, get food, and then get straight back on the bike and start riding. Yeah, Like, I didn't learn this yeah. the, f- the first time I did it. It was just like... I remember going into going into a shop, just not knowing what I wanted, trying to think like, oh, what do I fancy? Well, maybe I'll get some fruit and I'll get some of this. And then I got all these nice things and then I sat outside the shop and I ate them all. And I was like, OK, cool. I've, ate, I've eaten all my food. Or maybe I should have actually bought some stuff to keep on the bike. <laughs> so I had to go back into the shop and buy some more stuff to keep on the bike. I was just, yeah, it it kind of. You learn a lot yeah on the go as well yeah, but it's absolutely. you don't think about a lot of stuff but it's just like you it's just really like maximizing maximizing yeah. your time
0: speaking about food what did you learn about getting what kind of food is useful for you or not
1: um, I mean sweets sugar
0: <laughs> I, mean, but it, I mean I kind of understand but also like if you do it for two weeks it's probably horrible no? yeah
1: I mean I I survived on a lot of um, cereal bars from <laughs> from city to from country to country yeah um try to get like maybe a meal once a day something like that but more often than not i would go in somewhere find a box of cereal bars buy two like load up as many pockets as i could yeah um and then like a couple of bags of haribo um and maybe a couple of, but and then a lot of liquid like a lot of fluids just like you know coca-cola coffee you probably need anything. many
0: many extra space in your bike like bags and stuff to to carry coca-cola of course you want some because it's so nice
1: yeah but i would just smash it then and there oh yeah <laughs> maybe like a can yeah. of red bull or something i'd what stick in a ice pocket cream? or something ice cream? yeah like buy a box of ice cream like buy six <laughs> ice creams i would like yeah. buy six ice creams fill up all my pockets and just eat them one by one as i was yeah. cycling off
0: yeah i saw people buying fries because they are salty also they just yeah. put it in the bags somewhere like in a pouch bag and just eat it on the go yeah like and you just
1: you kind of have to turn into a dirt bag and yeah. just like just fill your bags with with chips and just eat them yeah. out the bag and not worry about yeah anything else but that's great for salt like you know anything basically you just eat everything everything and anything um but i think like it does become like my friend in said uh think the last time we were doing it together he said um like are you ready for this forced eating contest across europe Mm -hmm. and basically it kind of is that you just have to force yourself to eat you you get to a point well i certainly did where you just like, i can't i don't want anything anymore yeah but you just have to force yourself to eat like basically i was looking at the clock every hour and just i had to put something in every hour even yeah, if this it was makes a lot
0: of sense this is like the most professional approach to just like have have it on the clock like 15 like every 30 minutes or whatever 40 minutes you get something
1: yeah like honestly even if it was just a bite of something like yeah, just as long yeah, as something yeah, yeah. was going in
0: because when you're getting tired you you, you don't eat, want to eat food and like your brain stops uh, <laughs> you know like it just refuses yeah. food and ju- just need to make yourself to eat food just like logically without any you don't listen to your, to your your body if you are hungry or not because there is a chance you won't be hungry but you are hungry actually <laughs> something like that yeah
1: no there's there's a thing where like if things feel like they're starting to go wrong if you're starting to feel bad or like or it's like basically first thing you to think about is like you're probably hungry yeah Like if you're starting to feel anything, like just eat. Yeah. And you might find that actually you feel a lot better. Like you might not, you might not feel hungry because your body starts to do weird things. Yeah. Um, But yeah, you, you just need to keep eating because you're just, you're just always in a massive calorie deficit. You can't eat the amount of calories that you're burning so I you guess, just have to keep yeah eating. i guess
0: you need to plan because you don't want to stop too often but you need a lot of food you, mm-hmm. you kind of need to plan in advance to to how much food you take with you all the time
1: uh i mean yeah yes and no i mean it depends like sunday in france everything's closed so yeah you have to plan ahead if you're if you're going like over the alps and you're not sure if there's going to be anything you have to but generally like with the tcr you're on a road and there's usually usually places you can eat so it's you know i I never really found resupply a big problem in a tcr because there's always something kind of around but you know if you're going through the night going into a bit more of a remote location yeah for sure plan ahead and make sure you've got enough
0: how often did you stop at restaurants
1: at restaurants not much um because they're also a time suck yeah like I exactly. remember sitting down and waiting for a pizza for what felt like an eternity it was yeah. like 30 minutes yeah. it's just like oh my you know wasting time wasting time you know trying to wait for this pizza and then just shoveling it in and trying to pay for it when you know yeah. as the guy's giving it to you um so I think the takeaways were much better um like anywhere you could just get it quickly um McDonald's was great you know
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah because you don't need to wait it's just uh, yeah
1: Yeah, anywhere you can get it quick you know you have to think about that but like restaurants people go there to have a nice meal sit down you know i think i only went to a restaurant once or twice at the most yeah um i did go to there was one restaurant i went to and i realized I, i got a hotel there was only one restaurant for food next to this hotel um, and i realized that i'd actually lost my only t-shirt so my t-shirt had fallen off my bike and um all i had was like a string vest <laughs> oh no and or my like my puffy jacket okay so, so did you
0: lose your t-shirt completely yeah
1: right? my t-shirt yeah fell off the bike oh yeah shit. so i think i had it tied onto the back and it disappeared shit. um so i had no 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 t-shirt to kind of change into um so i just like put on my puffy jacket and went to this restaurant and when I went in, it was so hot inside the restaurant, I just immediately started sweating. Yeah. And I was just, <laughs> just draining off me. <laughs> yeah. and you um, put it off. And the woman, and the, there's someone that came to serve me. I was like, oh, can I, can I just go sit outside and can you serve me outside? And it was like sort of drizzling. And she was just looked at me really puzzled. Like, what, what are you doing? And I didn't want to tell her. Basically, I wasn't wearing, <laughs> I wasn't wearing anything underneath yeah, the puffy jacket. Right. I was just wearing the jacket. Um so I went outside and it started raining and she was like, You sure don't want to come inside? And uh I just at that moment I just said to her, I just had to come clean. I was like, Look, I'm really um, sorry. I'm an absolute idiot. I don't have a t-shirt. I don't yeah. have anything under this jacket. Yeah. I'm so hot, I can't sit in your restaurant. Yeah. And she was like, One minute. And she went downstairs to the staff like room, got a t-shirt and gave it to me this is so sweet i that love these kind yeah. of
0: stories of uh, people being so kind to each other it's amazing when you meet those beautiful people who always help each other on the way just to, to, to support because you don't own them anything yeah they just and do. i
1: hadn't mentioned anything about the race what i was yeah. doing i just i just told her i was an idiot <laughs> she took pity on me but i've still got this t-shirt it's yeah, like i'm pretty a,
0: sure you you look super miserable at this moment. So <laughs> probably like, yeah, i should help this guy, to pull, pull guy. Like but that was because great because i was like
1: oh, i didn't have a t-shirt now i had one uh Perfect. i was able to kind of change in and, and change clothes now and again um uh, but it's, it's it's a beautiful t-shirt with a snowman on it that just says let it snow i've I've, I've still still got it somewhere
0: perfect amazing i think this the most beautiful the most amazing part of about tcr is actually traveling by bike through so many countries and seeing Mm -hmm. different people different countries different landscapes different cultures uh what was maybe the most memorable place for you
1: i mean going going through the french alps is just another world yeah it's Um, beautiful You know, that was just incredible. I think like I was, I was cycling about just kind of slack jawed through most of that, just like wide eyed looking around, just kind of in awe that I was even there, you know, forgetting I was in a race, just looking around, just seeing the stunning landscape just, just just feeling like this is kind of what I wanted. You know, I wanted to. You know, one of the reasons I wanted to do the TCRs because I'm not mm-hmm. particularly well-travelled, yeah. and I thought, well, I could I can rip through a whole bunch of countries yeah. and see them yeah. all. Yeah. Um. So that was absolutely incredible. Um. You know, the, the second time I did it, going through Montenegro was was absolutely stunning.
0: Yeah, all the Balkan countries are so amazing. Really,
1: really beautiful country. I'd love to go back there and just kind of explore yeah, it a lot yeah, more yeah, yeah. And, and base myself there. Because I don't think... Yeah, I just went through in one day. I got there kind of in the morning, cycled through, went to the checkpoint and then left into Serbia before yeah before sleeping. So just stayed there for, you know, 22 hours or something. Um, yeah, that was incredible. But, you know, like you say, the, the people are what sort of stands out to me, you know, the most was... You know, I think just how you kind of, you rock up on a bike to a location and because you've got some bags on, they're like, you know, there's there's naturally questions come up around, oh, you know, where, where do you start? Where are you going? And, you know, I think I remember in Serbia, someone asked where I was going and I said France and it was just his eyes just opened like, and he was like no "What? Way. you go well, and he and then he just started shoveling sandwiches towards me he was like <laughs> he was like take this take that you'll need this <laughs> you'll need that and you know just people were so nice and i think i think probably because you're you're on a bike you're just you're just completely non-threatening yeah they think you're kind of a bit yeah. strange anyway so yeah. they're like okay well you probably need help so i have, yeah. have all this stuff um you know you're not asking for anything, so it's okay you know you can take things that people offer you know and probably get in trouble for that, but no, it's um there's the people were super super nice and super kind um I think that's just what that's what stands out most of all
0: so amazing I really like the stories about kind people do do, do you remember anything else
1: um I remember it. So there was, oh, I honestly, I can't remember what country this was now, but there was, um, there was a hotel I stayed in and I, cause you kind of asked like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to be leaving early, probably leaving about 4am. Can I have breakfast? And the woman was so nice. She got her husband to carry a fridge up into the bedroom and she what? just filled it full of like breakfast food. So cool. Um, she made me sandwiches and put them in the fridge um i don't even i th- I think i maybe told her what i was doing i really wasn't that keen on telling people what i was doing yeah um mostly because people don't give a shit like they don't know what the tcr is so there's no Absolutely. point so there's no point saying it yeah exactly <laughs> and
0: very often if you try to explain something like this to people they were like oh what do you mean like this is impossible like, <laughs> like like for many people it doesn't like they, they cannot even put it in, in their heads because it's so unbelievable they're like oh okay fine good for you
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly um yeah she was super nice and she gave me all this food that i could like eat early in the morning and then leave and um yeah people were you know if you just just ask people were super kind
0: yeah all right let's let's also talk about danger oh danger okay danger like what are the dangerous moment about this
1: um i mean i don't think you can talk about the tcr without talking about dogs
0: oh yes let's talk about dogs
1: <laughs> so the the first time i did it it was not too bad like i was kind of there was always the kind of chat you know you go into some of the forums you go and you hear people talking about it and they talk about sort of some of the some of the dog chases so i was kind of prepared um as much as i could be Um, but the first, the first TCR maybe only got four or five dog chases and it wasn't, it was like scary, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't maybe too bad. Um, but 2022 was, was rough. Like really only Romania. I think I, I personally only got chased in Romania, but it was just, it was brutal. Like it was just, it felt like it was nonstop. Wow. Um, dogs just coming out of bushes surround like groups of dogs surrounding you um while well, you're cycling uphill so you can't sprint off yeah you just have to get off the bike and just try and shout at them squirt water at them just anything you can while trying to sort of get away um you know they're they're just sort of in most cases they're just getting noisy and they're just they're maybe not going to do anything but like people got people did get bits and yeah they had to i go, know that yeah they had to go and get kind of rabies injections and just to make sure they were safe. Um You know, there's like one part of it was just not wanting to get rabies, (laughs) which is, you know, it's probably not going to happen. But also just the time it takes out, you know, when we get bitten and have to deal with a wound and then have to go to hospital and have to deal with that. Um, So it was, but it was just, it was, yeah, I've I've really, it's left me with a really bad impression of Romania, Mm -hmm. which has actually kind of made me really want to go back to have a really nice experience I in romania because well no just get just maybe not go cycling just go to a really nice place in romania because it it was an absolutely beautiful country but it that was it was just such a yeah it was awful <laughs> it was really terrible i also
0: heard about bears in romania did you meet any uh
1: no i mean i so someone when i finished um and got to bulgaria at the, at the finish line maybe like a day after someone mentioned something about bears and i was like oh yeah no, there was supposed to be bears in Romania. Completely forgot because good I was so busy just being attacked by dogs yeah. all the time <laughs> that I forgot that there was even the possibility to come across a bear. Um, so that was so. You can thank the dogs for one thing; <laughs> they took my mind off the bears. All right. But I don't know if anyone actually saw a bear. I think they're probably quite elusive.
0: Oh yeah, it's good. Probably good. Um,
1: but I mean, dogs are one thing cars you know there was a few people and trucks. Um, trucks there was a few people hit by cars um in 2022 um, i think maybe rear-ended so yeah there was there was a few incidents that kind of shoot people up um but i decided to take my revenge on cars um so I think two people got rear-ended by cars. So I decided to rear-end a car. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I didn't decide. I just, um, I was too busy looking at my phone, searching for water, and a car had parked like into the road. Yeah. And I just saw it last minute and just like. Did you hit it? Did yeah, hit just it? hit straight into yeah. the back of it and kind of catapulted myself onto the road oh shit um couldn't even lie on the road in pain because the road was so hot it was like burning <laughs> me so i had to jump up really quickly from the road um but i mean i think this is so like my bike was absolutely fine like one of my um shifters was was bent not bent uh, just had moved on the handlebars okay that was it um but i actually th- like looking back on some of the things that I've done with that bike, like it's, it's absolutely solid. Yeah. Like I fell off a few times, rammed into the back of a car. I think if I would taken a carbon fiber frame, yeah. I think it would have shattered into oh, a shit. hundred pieces. It's really so, good
0: to know. It's really good um, to know.
1: So like that, the, the, that bike is a bit heavier like definitely heavier than some of the other bikes people were racing but like it got me to the finish absolutely um certain people like other people i know they they cracked their frame or they they did something and had to had to end their journey so i think you know when people are kind of looking at what they want to take to some of these races they maybe want to go as light as possible and all these and get all the new equipment and everything but yeah you know i think you know consider consider all the opportunities or all the options and
0: it's not this kind of phrases that where you want to be super light. It's it's about comfort first of all and uh, being as reliable as possible when it comes to bike and everything else. So it has to be bulletproof. It has yeah. to be, it has to hold like all the adventures that. <laughs> so you finished your first uh, TCR and you learned something. What did you bring? What did you change for your second one? Hmm. Interesting. I
1: didn't change a huge amount. So I st- I did the same. I used I took my same bike. Yeah. Um I maybe had one less bag. I tried to go a little bit lighter, but actually like didn't really change a huge amount because I kind of I th- I feel like everything I took really kind of created a bit of a safety blanket mm-hmm. and I was like I got to the finish with all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I can probably get to the finish again with all these things. Um I think I maybe just trimmed down a few things I knew I didn't I didn't need. Um took a bit of a lighter mat. I think I, t- I took a much lighter bivy bag because I found I didn't really use the bivy bag that much. Yeah. Um I found actually the bivy bag was more useful for wind rather than rain, because you're not just gonna stop in the middle of a field when it's raining. You know, you're not gonna stop by the road in the right. rain. So you don't mm-hmm. you don't need rain protection. Mm-hmm. There's always some shelter. You'll be able to find something. And if there's no shelter, you're not just going to stop and sleep. So you just keep riding. So actually, but it's useful if you're in a a bus shelter or something. And you've just got a sleeping bag. If you can, if you can just pull on something. Like so, I just took a super lightweight bivy bag that was just an emergency one, just yeah. to kind of keep some of the wind off. And then a really really lightweight mat that I think I used once. Okay. Um, other than that, because I I kind of found you could just sleep. I could sleep on a wooden bench or concrete. Yeah. Like it's comfy enough. You're you're tired enough. You're just going to sleep. Yeah. So I kind of trimmed down a few things there. Um. I think overall, I just learned that I can sit on a bike <laughs> for a long time, and I can probably sit on it for a bit longer than I thought at times. Um. But yeah, I didn't really change a huge amount. I thought the second the second time I did it, I thought I'd kind of, you know, I had some problems with saddle sores, like most people. Um, had some problems, um, in some other areas and thought I'd kind of figured them out. Like my, I got really numb hands, um, after the first TCR and I did a lot of work kind of just to figure out, um, you know, my, my position on the bike, Mm -hmm. you know, I actually found, I actually found out that gloves and me don't like, aren't good friends. Like I was, I get, I was getting numb hands with gloves Oh, interesting! So the the second time I did it, I actually put a like a redshift stem on to, for okay. a little bit of um, a little bit of bounce. It's got like thirty mil of play okay. in it, um, and no gloves, and you know maybe some thicker, um, maybe like I don't think I did double tape. Maybe just thicker tape. And actually that was like, my hands were much better conditioned when I got to the finish line. But I just tried it out. I know I, I, I tried it on various rides. Every time I put gloves on, I seemed to like my finger started to go. So I actually just decided that no gloves is good.
0: Okay. If you, if you could give only one advice for people who do TCR next time, what would it be?
1: Um, I think the thing is like, even if you're, if you're thinking about it and you think you can't do it, okay i think you can like it's my only advice like you don't have to like if you really want to do it and you're motivated yeah like you don't have to be super fit like it's really like you need to be fit enough but really it's comfort like if you can if you're comfortable on the bike and you can just sit there
0: for a very long time
1: then you can do this
0: but also it's mental no
1: yeah yeah exactly i mean yeah, there's, there's a mental game there. Like you have to be, you have to be quite strong, I think. Um, but also, I mean, maybe strong is the wrong word. Like I'd maybe say stubborn. Um, <laughs> I was, I was speaking to, um, Gabby Thompson, who's, who's done it before. Um, and, and I actually, I, I, I think I, I asked her, I was like, look, I'm a bit worried because I, I'm really stubborn and I'm worried that I might just keep going when maybe i should stop and you know she said to me you know you're not going to do this if you're not stubborn in some way like you know yeah. you have to sort of get you have to sort of be able to kind of fight through some of the things that would make you stop and you know when you're feeling a bit sore like okay you're a bit sore you sorry you just have to keep going <laughs> you know <laughs> um this is really
0: good advice
1: so i think like stubbornness can help in some of these cases and okay. like i think just remember like you are stronger than you think you are yes you know absolutely. no one no one trains for the tcr by doing the you tcr cannot do it no. so you just have to do a few things Yeah, well quite a lot of things and then just stitch them together and know that people have finished this before and that you can do it as well yeah
0: when i asked about one advice from Yesko, yes is one of our colleagues who finished 40 crs mm-hmm. he was like without thinking like bring <laughs> <laughs> mouthwash
1: interesting
0: yeah he's like this is this is the most essential thing you want to have on your bike when you do something like that otherwise <laughs> like if you have any any infection in your mouth you cannot eat if you cannot eat you are fucked
1: wow i did not even think about that at all yeah but it just goes to show like everyone has a different race everyone has a different yeah something they think about or a different attitude to it and i that didn't even cross my mind interesting
0: (laughs) what was your the most essential thing on your bike
1: um so i i had two maybe two things that were just like absolutely essential um one was like a good rain jacket you know like it, it it rained and rained um there was hail um not to sort of well not to be mentioned brand names but like there's a certain jacket that you can shake and it dries (laughs) um but it it was absolutely incredible super lightweight um and you just don't get wet and you can just ride through anything um but that and and i had a pair of velo toes um because i just hate wet feet honestly i can't stand it and right i they were they're, they're borderline disposable you know they're sort of like one use things but i i wore them so much i took them on and off i duct tape the duct tape them back together <laughs> and they ripped and i yeah. fixed them and but just they kept my feet dry through so many things um and like you know the like trench foot's a real thing in these races you know you can get really wet feet and it can it can put you out um but you know i think it like those two things together like the jacket the velvet so basically you can just being ride through.
0: waterproof as much as possible yeah for yeah. sure and then you can ride as long as possible because yeah it can rain for a very long time mm-hmm. and then you become miserable and uh, yeah makes sense great it's <laughs> actually a bunch of really good advices and a lot of inspiration do you have any any plans ideas uh, for your further adventures
1: um, i think just because the the route planning and everything else that goes into the tc it's such a it's such a big thing just to, yeah. to take on so i'm quite enjoying just sort of slightly shorter fixed route races so just did the the bright midnight route yeah. this year in norway that was incredible and um, mm-hmm. didn't have to think too much about the route apart from just looking it over and making yeah. sure i I knew where some of the stops because you just wear. follow
0: follow what's already yeah
1: but you just follow the route. Um, it's also um, because you're you're on the same route as everyone else as well. So it's kind of fun. Yeah, it's kind of people. fun. You see a lot of people, and you never think to yourself, "Oh, like what do I do? What do I do to myself with this route?" Because ev- everyone <laughs> everyone has to do the same thing. So yeah. everyone's in the same boat. Um, you see a lot more people than the TCR. You could go like two three days without seeing anyone. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't take up so long of like so much of your holidays you know so you can can go and do some of these things in a week and be back at work and you know you've not taken three weeks out of your right of your holidays um so i think just i'm just gonna maybe enjoy a few more of those um potentially see what see what's coming around next year
0: sounds absolutely great thank you so much for your experience for sharing all of this i wish you more luck and to visit all your further adventures
1: thank you so much it's been (laughs) a pleasure being on a podcast like this and uh,
0: yeah thank you (laughs) all right so cheers cheers. talk to you later
1: thank you so much boom done (laughs) cheers that was fun (laughs) boom